Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host. I'm Sophie Flay. And on Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together. Well, you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food. If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. All right, Sophie, I think this is one of your favorite cuisines. We're talking about sushi. Oh, we are talking about sushi. I love some good sushi, and there's great sushi in L.A. Is it rice or no rice? Rice! Okay. Sophie, I have a surprise for you. Ooh, baby. We're going to talk about sushi. It's like a sushi, like the, the culture of sushi in, in this country. Great. You know, and... Oh, my gosh, I ordered wow. In, I ordered it from Nobu. Jeez. Which is, like, amazing. This looks so... So good. I got some of your favorite things. Yeah, what'd you get? Well, this right here is yellowtail with jalapeno, and it comes with like a ponzu sauce. So good. I got 
tuna with crispy rice. So this is the yellowtail, which is my, one of my favorite fish. With a slice of jalapeno on top. Yeah, and a little ponzu. A little ponzu sauce on top of that. It's one of the Nobu's famous apps. You mind if I just pour this on top? Please. Okay. And then a little cilantro. This is the crispy rice situation, mm -hmm. which I know we, you, I know you love. Can you give me a little spoon there? Yeah. Okay. And then we have sushi. We have sea scallop sushi, tuna sushi. Then I got some blue hand crab. rolls. Are they blue crab? No. Oh, what are It's they? shrimp tempura. Oh, yum. Hand roll. And then I got cut rolls. Yellowtail scallion, spicy tuna, spicy scallop. That's my favorite. You down with that? Yes. That sounds so good. I am kind of a scallop fan. Me too. You are? Yeah. Not everybody likes it. I love a spicy scallop situation. So let's sit down and talk some sushi. Okay. Thank you, Nobu and Dad. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty lucky right now. Tell me about your luck. I'm so happy to have Nobu sitting in front of us. <laughs> Nobu the chef? No, Nobu sushi. Mm-hmm. So good. So today we're talking about sushi culture, which is what I like to call it. Sushi is such an incredibly popular cuisine in this country. It wasn't too long ago that wasn't the case. I mean, it was right. way, way, way before you were born. But sushi has just become, it's, be, it's become part of how Americans love to eat. It's like, I always say like, when you think about what you want to eat, you're sitting around with your, like, your husband or wife or your girlfriend or your friends or whatever, and you're like, we're hungry. Like, what are the things that you, like, what are the top five things that you crave? So, Italian food, maybe a steakhouse, if you're in that kind of mood. You know, Japanese food or sushi comes in right at the top. It's also, I find it to be, not really sure I'm going to use this as, as my experience, but I find it to be a good date place. Yeah, definitely. Especially like a first date. Yeah. You know, everybody seems to like sushi. Now, not everybody likes every single thing on, at the sushi bar. Like some people don't like sea urchins, some people don't like giant clams, right. some people don't like salmon, who knows. But for the most part, people love sushi, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because, you know, a lot of it is raw. Some of it's cooked, of course, but, you know, a lot of it is raw. And this is a cuisine that looks easy when you look at it. <laughs> but the bottom line is, I won't mess with it. Yeah. Because, and I know how to cook. <laughs> but this is, you know, cooking rice for sushi, slicing fish for sushi, Rolling rolls, hand rolls, cut rolls. It's an art form. This is something that is, I don't think people even understand how difficult it is to do it right. Right. Morimoto, who has long been a colleague of mine, you know, at the Food Network and as a chef in New York City, um, we had a famous, we had a very famous battle many, many moons ago that people still talk about. It's kind of funny at this point, but you know, we're, we've been friends forever. And he told me it took him five years to learn how to cook rice. Wow. That's a lot of time to cook rice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so when you think about that, when you think about how, you know, they treat the rice as such an incredibly important part of this cuisine. Yeah. And he's, this is a master talking about it took him five years to cook rice, to learn how to cook rice correctly. 
you don't want to mess with this like on a whim. Right. And that's, I mean, a lot of people do it. And a lot of chefs who are not trained in the cuisine of real sushi, you know, attempt it all the time. Sometimes they get they get by and they're able to do it and, you know, they are able to evoke the flavors and this and that. But like, then you go to a place like, you know, Nobu or Nakazawa or Sushi Park in Los Angeles and you're like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> this is right. this is what's really happening, mm-hmm. and um, I don't mess with it. Like, have you ever made sushi? Yeah, like a few times. I, I it 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 doesn't look right. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. It You're does, still trying to figure out how to make the rice. Yeah. But anyway, so let's talk about what we're eating here because you know, frankly, I I you know I love sushi. I think Nobu has. You know, Nobu's be, become synonymous with sushi, you know, with high-end yeah. contemporary sushi. You know, interestingly, Nobu has, uh, spent a lot of his life in Peru. Did you know that? That's why his food tastes like this. There's a huge Japanese community in Peru. And that's why, like, the, he uses, like, those Peruvian chili peppers and, and, and whatnot to, to flavor the food. That's so interesting. That, that's why his, his Japanese food is different than... I'm just watching my cat, Nacho. He's like, wait a second, there's sushi? This is, like, yeah, my like, dream I come like true. <laughs> he's Nacho is like, he's a big Nobu fan as well. Um, Jesus. Nacho, can you... <laughs> He's like, okay. He's like, listen, you bring Vora tuna. Yeah, he I'm wants in. some tuna. So, so anyway, so th- that's one of the things that separates. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's one of the things that separates Nobu from some other, you know, great sushi chefs. Is he brings these, this, these, um, these fruity, spicy chilies to the game, and you know, it obviously works. Uh, I've known Nobu for a long time. He's a, he's a great guy. You know, it's like. At this point, like the place almost is like people are like, do you mean there actually is a Nobu? I'm like, yeah. Right. He's a real, per- he's a real right. person. He was in that movie Casino. He played a Japanese gambler, like a big Japanese businessman gambler. Uh, and the reason why he was in that because De Niro, you know, was, it was, was the star of that movie. And Robert De Niro and Nobu were partners. That's, they started Nobu together. Did you know that? So it's, it was. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, that's so funny. Yeah, the first the first Nobu was in New York City in Tribeca. I remember when it opened, and you know it was like wildly successful to the day it closed. And uh, yeah, it was De Niro, Nobu, and a guy named Junior Perrant, who is an old friend of mine, one of the great restaurateurs in New York's history. And they opened Nobu together, and then there's been Nobu, there's Nobus all over the world, and it's just amazing how they keep up the quality of this food in all the places that you, that you eat it. You know, it's, it's, it's really good. I eat sushi at least once a week. Do you? Yeah, at least. What do you order? Do you? Once a week? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it's somewhere between, that's about once every 10 days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do I order? Mm-hmm. I love a spicy scallop roll. Well, you're in luck. No, you ordered a good one. Um, I, I really like them from Kazunori too. Really good. Um, and then. Oh, I want to talk to you about Kazunori. But okay. Go, but go ahead. Go ahead. Spicy tuna, the crispy rice as an appetizer. Um, I really do like a shrimp tempura roll. I don't know. Is that like. Is that lame? No, it's not lame at all. Okay. I love a blue, cl- blue crab roll. Mm-hmm. And then I do like a like yellowtail sashimi or toro sashimi. 
<clears throat> so Tor is the tuna belly. It's like the, it's a delicacy. It's very it's incredibly expensive. It, it, yeah. I mean, I like you know the difference between sushi and sashimi is sushi has rice. Sashimi is no rice. It's just raw sliced fish. Mm-hmm. And you know I like both. I mean, sometimes I'm not in the mood for rice. But although I, I really feel like the rice is such an important part of what this culture is. Yeah. But, you know, not everything has to have rice on it. And sometimes I'll just, I'll just order like, and I like kind of weird things too. When I say weird, it might be weird to the American palate. It's not weird to the Japanese palate, but like, I like giant clam. I like the chewiness of it. I like sea urchin. Yeah, um, you love uni. I love octopus. I love the raw shrimp. How do you feel about like imitation crab and sushi? I, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah. and, and in a high-end sushi restaurant, that's not happening. You right. know, it's pollock. It's not even shellfish. Right. It's a fin fish that's colored mm-hmm. with that pink color to make it look like crab. Right. And it has it has a similar texture. So why do they do that? Is it because crab Price. is expensive? Crab is crazy expensive. Got it. But in a good sushi restaurant, you're not finding that. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, then there's the question of like, there's some quick service sushi restaurants now, like Sugarfish. So um, Sugarfish is good, delicious. I, I mean, Kazunori is is more so of their their fast their fast service. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Well, first of all, they're different because Kazunori it's the same company, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sugar. Let's just let's just go back. Sugarfish is built around a sushi chef named Nozawa. Okay. Yep. This guy, <laughs> this guy, I, I, I went to his place in Studio City many years ago with Katie Brown. We were sitting having lunch, and he was famous for throwing people out of the restaurant. What? Yes. Why? Because if people didn't act the way he wanted them to act, he asked them to leave. Okay. Abruptly. <laughs> okay. He, he wasn't kind about it. Like, he just did it. He just threw them out. He was like, his way or the highway. And he was really thought of as like the sushi king of LA for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, very sort of modest sushi bar in Studio City. It wasn't like glitz and glamour, like something like Nobu or Morimoto. It wasn't like that. Um, but, and, and also like, 
you would you don't order. He just feeds you until he thinks that you're done. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's the way it was. Got it. And there was a so I was sitting at the sushi bar with Katie Brown, and there was a a couple sitting at a table behind us. And for some reason, so the so the woman at the table ordered sushi, and the guy literally took a sandwich out that he brought from someplace else and opened it up at the table. He literally jumped over the sushi bar over my head into the guy at the restaurant. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, I, I felt like I was witnessing history. Wait, that's like <clears> out of a movie. It was, and, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. It happened anyway. Okay, but also, what was that guy doing whipping out a sandwich at a restaurant? It's not cool. But I, listen, that's another story. And anyway, so so that restaurant closed, and then he became partners with some investment group, and they created something called uh, Sugarfish by Nazawa. If you, if you, I think his name is on the. Yeah, and it's basically built on his cuisine, but in a more affordable and quicker environment. And Sugarfish has done really well. People love it, you know? And you basically... In, yeah, in, I love Sugarfish. Yeah, in, in that concept, there's like packages that you order, right? Yeah, like... Um, they're they're kind of they're cute names. Yeah, it's like... Oh, hold on. It's like the, one of them is called like Trust Me and like Trust Me Light and... Yeah, which is basically what Nazawa used to do, except he didn't really ask you. <laughs> you know, he just, he just, you know, he just, and, and also, like, if you, were, if you were still hungry and, like, he thought you were done, you were done. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's the to-go, if you're order, ordering on Postmates, it's the to-go trust me, the, the to-go light. So trust me just basically means I'm going to feed you whatever I want. Don't think, just eat. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> What they're saying is, like, let us just do this. Right. And, you know, we'll take care of you, which is nice. Um, you know, which breeds, brings me to the topic of omakase, which is basically a tasting menu of, of whatever the chef wants to do. Yeah, I've never done that. You've never done that? No. Really? No. Okay. Well, it can get very expensive. Yeah. Because... You're just saying, do whatever you want. Right. And then the bill comes, and then like you're like, okay. <laughs> so you never had omakase before? No. Really? Yep. I mean, you've never... Okay, do, 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 when you go on dates, do, do people take you to, to, to sushi? Is that something you guys do? Um, yeah. I, mm, <laughs> dates. I haven't been on one of those in a while. Uh- <laughs> oh, my God. Sophie. I don't know. I go to sushi with my girlfriends. Right. Is that a pregame situation? No. It's not? No. That's where you're going for, for the night? Me and, me and my best friend Whitney go to this sushi place in, Takao, in Brentwood called Takao, and we go every Sunday. What? Yeah. How come I've never gone to this place? Because you haven't been invited. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you can come to Takao on Sunday, though. That's our spot. It's so good. Yeah, I went to, um, I went to this, I, I guess it's like a sushi convention almost and I I covered it for for work and I met these guys who have invented this like automatic sushi making machine. Yes, there's a lot of that. Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't I don't know I honestly like when I hear that it takes Morimoto who's one of the best sushi masters in the world 5 years to learn how to make rice. I'm not sure I'm going to believe the machine can do the same thing. That's fair. Maybe it can. I have no idea. But, but that's the thing. I don't think it's making the rice. It's forming it? Mm-hmm. Well, 
Have you watched Jiro Dreams of, Dreams of Sushi? Is it Jiro <laughs> or Hero? It's J-I-R-O. Jiro Dreams of Sushi? I have not. Okay. You need to watch this movie. Okay. It's about a sushi restaurant in the subway in Tokyo. Oh, that has three Michelin stars. Yes, I know. I know about this place. Yeah. And actually, one of the apprentices moved to New York, and is the chef slash partner of Nakazawa. Oh wow! In the village. Really cool. Which is a four star restaurant. Have you been to that restaurant, the one in the? In Japan, yeah. I've not. No, you know, I've only been to Tokyo once. I competed on Iron Chef there against Morimoto in the rematch. He beat me the first time in New York, and then I beat him in Tokyo a few <laughs> months later. And uh, the people there from Fuji Television that were producing the show were incredibly nice to me. And they took me to like these little hole-in-the-wall sushi spots. So fun. Karaoke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a serious you know, Tokyo experience. Yeah. It was so fun. And uh, it was really amazing. What about those, um, you go to the, like I, I went to, when I was in Tokyo, I went to a few of them. Those sushi places where they, they just make a bunch of rolls and put them on that like conveyor belt. Yeah. Have you ever done that? I have not done that. It's kind of fun. It's in LA? No, I did it in Tokyo. It could, it could be. I, they're, they're, I mean, they definitely have them all over. You were in Tokyo for what? Oh, you went on a trip with, the, with one of your ex-friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll call them. Um, yeah, yeah. We hiked Mount Fuji, and we went to Tokyo. I mean, the place is just so cool. Oh my god, it's so fun. There, uh, t- Tokyo is such a great, such a great city. It's so clean, and you can get anything in a vending machine. And you know what else I love is the um, you can go to like little like uh, convenience stores. And get really good um, sushi. Right. And good. What are those? What are those little sandwiches called? They're almost like triangles. I don't know. A- right after term. hand roll, I'm done. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I wish. I wish I knew more about it. I wish I really knew the, the intricacies of it better. And I wish I could make it better. You know what became kind of a thing when I when I was at school? There, there's um, these sushi burrito trucks. I cannot get behind it. It does not taste good, good to me. I, I, I'm not into that fusion. Yeah, me either. I mean, you know, Mexican or Calmex and sushi should stay in their own lanes. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million? Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
And the other thing I like what, that Nobu does is he does like some really cool appetizer dishes, you know, like very thinly sliced yellowtail with jalapenos mm-hmm. and ponzu sauce. They do something called New Style, which is like where they take slices of, it could be like, could be yellowtail, could be, they do a lot with salmon or fluke or something like that. And they take this warm vinaigrette that has like sesame oil, soy sauce. I don't even know what else. I mean, I'm not, I just don't know, but it's like definitely sesame oil and then like some chives or scallions and they heat it up and then they just pour the hot vinaigrette over the fish. Mm. So it just kind of slightly cooks it. I, that's one of my favorite techniques that they do because I just kind of love that active action where the dressing is warm and it's just slightly cooking the fish. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's a cool technique. I've, done, I've actually been inspired by that in some things that I've done before. Like I did some of that stuff like at, at Shark. Oh yeah, you made sushi at Shark. Well, not well, you. Well, I didn't make sushi. <laughs> I hired a, a great sushi chef. Yeah. Keo, his name is Keo. He, you know, he's just, you know, again, just one of these people that are just masters at their craft. And when you look at sushi chefs and they break out their arsenal of knives, I look at my knife set and I feel like <laughs> it's an erector kit compared to what these sushi chefs have. Yeah. You know, their steel is just so, like, it just seems so sharp and so broken in. And, like, there's, like, every knife has its own story, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, they have some weird shapes to them because they've been sharpened so many times. And it's literally, like, when you talk about tools of the trade, I mean, these sushi chefs are, like, that's... That's the, that's their foundation. Yeah, the, what they're cutting the fish with, it's really great. And so one of the things we did was like Keo would make sushi rice, and he would make some extra for me to make like crispy rice dishes with. Mm. So we'd make like crispy rice dishes with mushrooms or with black beans or sweet potatoes and things like that to go as side dishes. Yeah, you know, with green onions and stuff like that with the fish. And so, and the sushi rice had like this little sort of a little sweetness to it. It had just, it was like, it had just the right kind of bite to it and it would crisp up really beautifully in a pan. Mm. So having like a sushi chef on board in the restaurant was really valuable. Yeah, definitely. Um, I never went into the sushi station <laughs> itself. I was, basically I was not allowed in there. Not that he was, not that he was like that. I just was like, this is your domain, sir. You don't want me near this. This is obviously not classic, and this is definitely an American thing. But like, you know, every once in a while you go to a sushi restaurant that isn't necessarily as high end as Nobu, and they're using like cream cheese. Not into it. Yeah, that's they call those Philly Philly rolls. Or, yeah, Philly rolls. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not, what I'm not a. I mean, I'm only a purist by by eating. Yeah, I, I don't know how to make this stuff. Right. So, you know, but that said, when I want sushi, it's a piece of, it's a slice of pristine fish yeah. on a beautifully handcrafted rice. Yep. And like a lot of places you go to with omakase, the guy says to you, this is X, Y, and Z, no soy sauce. Don't put soy sauce on it. Oh, right. Okay. But our culture basically has us, you know, you see a lot of people, they take the soy sauce and they make their own pond of soy sauce with like, they put wasabi in it and Spicy the ginger and, the, and it's just like, like it's not, that's really not what it's supposed to be happening. Right. You know, from a, you know, from a purist standpoint, a lot of times they don't want you to put anything on it, 
or they'll just rub like a little of their own sauce on it or something and just put like a, like a brush of it on and, and then they'll like, just eat it the way it is, you know? It's really cool. I remember v- vaguely you bringing me to Nobu. We were with a group of people when I was really young and you really wanted me to try like all of the, the oh, raw I, fish. I, rem- I remember this. You were very young. And I was not having it. No, you're not having it. Look at you now. Can't get enough. Once a week. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the, the, the other thing is that Japanese, Japanese cuisine has a lot of cooked food as well. Right. And one of the things that Nobu does that I think is so cool is he does like the crispy rock shrimp appetizer with the spicy mayonnaise. So good. And he does one of the coolest dishes is the squid pasta. Have you had that? I don't think I have. It's not pasta. What it's is it? It's squid that looks like pasta. Whoa. Oh, no. It's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, and then it's in like some soy situation. It's so good. It's really, really good. And they, so they score it. They score the squid so it looks like it's like rigatoni like a, or something. Right. But it's, it's, it's squid. That's so cool. You also like to go to Blue Ribbon Sushi, <clears throat> right? Yeah, Blue Ribbon Sushi is very good. Yeah. But, the, you know, I know those guys that own Blue Ribbon, right? right? So it's, you know, it's Eric and Bruce. They're two, you know, Jewish New Yorkers who started Blue Ribbon you know, and Blue Ribbon was like the original chef hangout from years ago. And basically they, they're serving like amazing fried chicken and, you know, great meat dishes and things like that. Very American slash, you know, I guess a French beat to it. Mm-hmm. Those guys know exactly what they know and what they don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're really, really smart about it. And they opened a Blue Ribbon sushi and they hired amazing sushi chefs. Right. And they just did... They let those guys do what they do. And that's what you need to do. Yep. Is let the people that know what they're doing do what they're doing. Don't get in their way. (laughs) Don't get in Keo's way. Don't get in his way. (laughs) Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas-Dressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. 
So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 